I was coaching a really promising fighter doing MMA. And while I was watching him, it occurred to me that there were quite a few things that needed to be worked on. So I took out my notebook and I started to sketch out a few of the things that he needed to work on. The first thing was that every time he was being grabbed, he was just trying to pull away and face away from the opponent. And for those who roll, who do a bit of MMA, you all know that as soon as you get grabbed, you need to turn into the opponent. That way you can't get caught out with those rear naked chokes. That way you have a fighting chance in order to get back into a real position where you can move ahead and advance in the fight. Now, this is something that's counterintuitive, but this one change makes a huge difference. Reflecting on this, I started to think back to when I was coaching a client and they had real problems. At work, they found it was very difficult to deal with the manager that they had. And so they generally turned away from what was in front of them. And the parallel became obvious. Whatever you're scared of, whatever the problem is, it's generally not just going to go away. You have to turn and face it directly. And in doing so, you'll be in a better position to advance. The next challenge my fighter had was that every time he was grabbed, he would just go backwards. And that is one of the biggest mistakes he can make. Now, because it wasn't an official tackle or takedown, sprawling was just out of the question. And so we started by moving back on a different angle. And then from that, we developed something that they call flowing in Japanese jiu-jitsu. And that is when the person comes in and you use their energy and redirect them to the place they were going to go with you out of the way, if that makes sense. Essentially, they go forward and you're not there. The My client, again, the parallel just became obvious. And that is that when a problem is coming at you, if you just take it all on your own, chances are it's not going to be useful. It's probably going to impact you. If you made a mistake and everybody's just blaming you and your job's at risk and there's lots of problems, it's a terrible situation to be in. However, if you have made that mistake and you admit, yeah, I had this liability because of this situation and these were the factors and this is the reason, a positive intention in why you actually made the mistake to start with, you start to actually move off the angle. You're not held on one spot. This in turn means that you can move to a place where you're not likely to be hit, where you're not likely to be held down, where you can continue to move forward. And eventually, you can actually use that energy and put it into the other person. So later on, another person makes a mistake and you're like, wow, I know that this person was going off on me for the mistake that I made. Now, I have the power over them. They made this mistake. This is where you use your discernment. I'm not going to say you rip them apart and use the ammunition from them blowing up at you. Maybe it's better to go ahead and say, well, I remember when I was in that situation. And that level of graciousness when somebody's on their knees will form bonds will form relationships, will probably 
impact you positively in ways you couldn't even imagine. But each situation is different. So again, use discernment. But that's where the parallel became obvious to me. The other thing, while they were wrestling, is that his bass was really, really high. And I was just pulling my hair out. And I kept saying, lower your bass. If you lower your bass, you have more stability. And with my coaching client, he didn't have that stability set up in his life. He was very, very successful in one field. It was his career. Meanwhile, his home life was awful. His health had deteriorated. And the fact that this base was deteriorating meant that all the success he had built in his profession was starting to be affected as well. And so by providing a better stability in your life, you can have positive impacts that go just beyond a home environment, but it impacts in every single way. And the final thing I'm reading off my notepad right now is that distancing in strikes. My fighter just wasn't used to getting that distance right. So if you work on the bag, you work on the pads, you've got this perfect technique. You can smash that bag, smash those pads as hard as you like. And so many boxers, quote unquote, and martial artists think that they're amazing because they can just destroy those pads, destroy the bags, and it's impressive. I get it. But as soon as you start getting into that hard sparring, as soon as you start turning it up into reality mode, suddenly it becomes a whole new world. You throw a jab and you're hit in the face already because when you're in striking range, the other person's in striking range too, and it's going to be a fight. And so by learning to navigate the distance and getting close enough in order to get the hits off, not only just getting close enough, but being able to get in close in a way where you won't get hit and the other person will get hit is a whole art in itself. So anyone who's listening, you've done some boxing classes, you've, you've done boxercise, you, you do karate, whatever it is, go into the hard sparring, be careful, make sure you do it in the right way, but realize that suddenly throwing off a, a five-hit combination on a live sparring partner who's going to hit you at the same time is almost impossible. And that's where you work on setups and all these sort of things. So that was my last note that I wrote for the day. And back to my client. By putting the person in a position where they can affect things changes everything around. Just like having that striking distance means that you actually hit the person by being in a place of influence, you can also change things. So they were, for example, working on their own podcast, but they had a local business. I was spending a lot of time on this podcast. It had a little bit of traction and it wasn't really promoting them locally or internationally or something that people just click through like most podcasts. And the thing was, his whole gig was it was a local business. And I was like, well, are you sure by putting all your effort into the podcasting that it's paying the dividends that you want? How many local people actually listen to your podcast? How many referrals have you had from that? How has that impacted you? And then we went on to how that affects him in different areas of his life, at home life, in other areas where he's putting a lot of effort into things where it doesn't actually reach people. Now, 
this is hard to talk on a podcast because it's abstract and talking to many people. But using a bit of discernment, you can see how this would impact yourself. So that's from my notebook and a couple of thoughts that I had as it translates into psychology. I think that if you're mindful about what happens in your life, you'll start to realize more and more things start to line up. You'll see more experiences have similarities to other experiences in your life. This is where we find principles. And I think it's wonderful when any individual not only reads books or listens to podcasts and, and learns principles, but when you discover them, it becomes yours. So look around at your life. If you're not a martial artist, what sport do you play? What happens? If you play tennis, for example, when you serve, how important is that? That first shot, that one shot that can get you the point, can save you a whole heap of running around. What could that translate to in your life? And once you start to realize what these parallels are, what the principles are, and the fact that you've actually arrived to them on your own, it's going to be incredibly powerful because that's how the mind works. This leads me to a principle that I've actually haven't really seen talked about much anywhere. And like you know, if you've listened to me for a while, I've read a thousand plus books and lived a lot of experience in this world. However, the fact is, inductive learning is where it's at. Inductive learning is basically where you observe what happens and then you try to generalize it and produce some sort of hypothesis to give a close as possible target function. So you look at the situations, you extrapolate from it, and you start to understand that's exactly how life works. The other version of learning which we often get in school is deductive learning, and that's where you're given a heap of assumptions and then use them to get the correct functioning. So you go to school, you learn about how maths works, and then you'll do some questions. And that's all important, that deductive learning. But when you're in life and you're working with people, you're working with your mind, you can be told, all right, you've got to be confident. This is a technique on how to be happy, whatever it is, fine. But if that stuff really worked, why are those people really suicidal? Why are those people really depressed? Why is there an endemic of mental health today? The fact is that we all have to be our own coaches eventually. By all means, use deductive learning. Learn as much as you can. And then once you've learnt the deductive learning and you can deduce how principles work in reality, then look at how reality works and, and see how you can work in the other way. And in doing this, the principles will become your own. It will become a part of you. It won't be something that's just taught to you. Incidentally, the more deductive learning that you have, the more knowledge that you have, the more powerful you will be with inductive learning. So I don't necessarily hate deductive. In fact, I think it's really important. But I think the true learning in inductive learning is the superior way to impact any individual. So I hope this has been useful and I want you to go away as your homework. Find some area of your life. Find some area which you can really take away some principles from one place to another. And even if you're boring, you've got no hobbies. 
Just think about something randomly, okay? Football. What's the goal of that? How can that translate to your life? All right, you hate sports. Okay, the arts. What's involved in doing a sculpture? Whatever it is, you can learn. You can be your own coach. So get as much deductive learning as you can. Keep listening to this podcast, other good stuff, and then translate it as it fits in your world. I'll leave you with that, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If so, rate it from the place you downloaded it. For any questions, send an email to michaelpulser at gmail.com.